is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Hey, happy Tuesday here at the Star in Frisco, Texas. It is Giants Week. We get you set for the home opener on Sunday night against the New York football Giants. I am Bill Jones. I'm back, and I think that game on Sunday made me sick to my stomach, so I was not here yesterday. But I listened and watched, and you handled it flawlessly. And uh, Mickey will be here in a matter of moments. We were just eavesdropping on his conversation on the fan. He does a local spot on the fan, and uh, here comes Mickey now. And so he's fired up after. (laughs) (laughs) Phone's ringing. They're calling to apologize for the questions they asked him. I'm interested to ask Mickey this question, though. Once well, we wait get, till you get, yeah, his, head get this head on. And hello, Rob Phillips. What's going One on? One of those Aggies almost pulled it off Saturday night. That was a pleasant surprise. If, you it know, was. moral victories, kind of yuck, but hey, I'll take that one. That was pretty cool. Yep. Just just don't get destroyed by Alabama. Sprint right option. Two weeks, yes. two weeks you get Alabama, the prime spot on CBS, 2.30 kickoff. Yikes. Yeah. Hello, world. <laughs> hello, Mickey. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, better? Yep. yep. I, I said that I think that game Sunday made me sick to my stomach, and so <laughs> I wasn't able to get in here yesterday. I had a long day. Yes, I did do my CBS job yesterday. Very good. I had to cut back in one area, and so it, I knew y'all yeah, could handle sacrifice this. sacrifice this one, huh? <laughs> yeah. We see where you're at there, Bill Jones. <laughs> we see. So, I was going to ask you a question. Do you feel like that those guys on the ticket, the ticket, the fan? Them too, <laughs> but Them yeah. too. I mean, back in your day, those guys on the fan, that they kind of like to try and beat up on you and I because they don't beat up on Jerry or Steven with their questions? Yeah, a little bit. You know, you're, you're kind of <laughs> like you're having to the, – the, they, they want to ask tough questions. You know, they want to sit there and try and ask tough questions of, uh, you know, Jerry and Steven, and they really don't. But they just say, you know what, we'll save those questions for Mickey and Brian to – to have to deal yeah, with. Yeah, and it's fine. Bring it on. It's okay. Yeah. You know, now, getting, as I always see, say, ask whatever you want. Just don't be afraid of the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's, that's, getting, he's getting a little feistiness back. I can I can hear it in your voice. That's sounds good. Like, sounds like Brian is issuing a challenge to the guys at the fan <laughs> no, to, you to know, ask tougher questions. No, no, I, I just, it, it's, it's just a funny, when, when things are not going well, that's now, now it turns into a big blame game. You know, and to, instead of trying it's one to, game, yeah, and it, well, you need to try and figure out why. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Okay, why did some of these things happen? You know, why did they struggle with what? You know, there's low hanging fruit. I, I always use that term, but there is. It's really easy to, you know, yeah, get rid of the offensive coordinator. He can't call plays. <laughs> I try. You know, get rid of the quarterback. He can't do that. You know, it, it's 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 not. You need to try and figure out why. You know, the, the, this thing when you go back and watch it. You know, there are some things defensively. There's some they made some mistakes defensively. You know, they really did. Sean Lee was out of position a couple of times. We never see that. But I mean, there were some things. But offensively, you know, it wasn't. We I heard you overheard about the receivers. You know, and to me, there were guys that were open. There were guys that they had opportunities to make some plays. We talk about second half adjustments. 
Defensively, they kept Luke Keekley out of killing him in the second half by spreading out. That's an adjustment. What did they do? They ran the ball better. That was an adjustment. Kept kept Cam from killing him kept running Cam, the ball. Yeah. So, you know, when you start talking about a team doesn't make adjustments and they don't do this and don't do that, well, they made some adjustments. Some things did improve for him in the second half of that football game. They didn't they didn't they didn't execute well enough to win the game. That's the biggest problem in my eyes. But I, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the film, and I'm sitting there going, "Wow, that you know that, that play was designed. Bunch formation, third and three was designed to get Cole Beasley the ball. Who was open on the play? Cole Beasley was open on the play. Whoa, wait a minute, Zeke Elliott, you shouldn't have tried to cut Shaq Thompson in the in front of Dak Prescott. What happens then? Is he gets cut. He's on the ground. He pops up. Now he's on Prescott. Prescott doesn't. You know, if he takes him on square, you know that's execution." That is a that's an executing a play right there. His Zeke's responsibility was to pick up Shaq Thompson on the blitz. And he picked him up, but he went low. He cut him, and then the guy popped up. So now the front of the pocket's not clean, and Prescott has to go away because he's thinking third down. But they designed a play to run to give Cole Beasley the opportunity to 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 make a play. And it cleared. The play cleared. You know, it did exactly what they but thought the it was. the window wasn't there. But he didn't throw the ball. Yeah. Because, and then, it, yeah. So and then he, one of the other sacks, they, it, I think it was unfortunate because it looked like Zeke didn't pick the guy up. The motion was to the right. Yeah. And the blitz came from the left. It kicked. And he tried to get back. Yeah, he couldn't but they, get there. But, they, but yeah. we asked Jason Garrett this question, and he said mm-hmm. the, they had to kick that thing all the way to the outside. And when I mean kick, center, guard, tackle, kick, you know. And, but that's also on the quarterback, too, to know, okay, potentially we're going to have. Sometimes of, defensive coordinators are pretty good at their job. Sometimes right. they call a defense, you're like going, aha, you got me. In the, in the words of mortal words of Rowan Cabin. Rowan Cabin. You got me. <laughs> you know? But that's, you know, to me, I, I look at this game and instead of just saying, ah, oh, it's this, it's this, you, you, you try and figure out why. Why did they struggle in the well, first hour? Why did they do this? And now? you didn't even mention, and we talked about yesterday. How many penalties they had oh, in the first half? You, I mean, couldn't, you how, can't play that way. How many third and longs Dak was in? And that's not all on him. That's, no. Those are minus runs. No. Those are sacks. Those are penalties. They missed a field goal because they got knocked out That's like out a of turnover. It's a nine-point swing right there. There was hidden yardage in the return game as well uh, for Carolina that allowed them to score 10 points in the first half. Yeah. And uh, both on penalties by Dallas and a 30-yard return allowed. So, there's a lot of reasons why they didn't. They got behind on the scoreboard and couldn't come back. But I agree with you. They played better in the second half. Overall, yes, it was ugly as all. No, get it out. is. It, it it's very ugly. And I, and I'm not sitting here trying to make apologies for any group of you know because to me it's it's it, we just as a fan base and in the media it's low hanging fruit to say you know you hear the same narrative. The co- I'm listening to the guys this morning on on the on the fan and they're. Rank the or areas of concern: coaching, receiver, quarterback. You know, and I'm like offensive line, offensive line, and I'm going, okay, you know, <laughs> sure. Why not? I mean, did you know, uh, did Gruden get fired last night? They were zero and seven. How about Patricia? Yeah, Matt Patricia. <laughs> I, I asked the so, question: so, uh, Has there ever been a coach fired after the first three quarters of his first game? So after, not, the, after the Lions gave seven, up thirty-one points in the third defensive quarter. Co- defensive coordinator, right? That's right. Yeah, seven yeah. new coaches, zero and seven. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, wow. it's, it's, it happens. Wow. They were hoping last night that it was zero and six, and Gruden would break through and get the one win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Happened. 
What's he doing? Come on, Chucky. <laughs> but that's I just you know let's dig into this a little deeper than really what you know let's let's be better than what we're at well, let's I've, be I've, better than than to ask bad questions or to you know and and that's and I'm part of this too you know it's my responsibility to ask better questions and try and get answers that's what this is all about it's not about just picking at the low hanging fruit all day be better at you know be better at trying to figure things out. No, you nailed it. You got to find out the reasons why. And I, there is, it is one game, but there is cause for, if you don't want to say concern, then discussion on. I'm always up for, I'm always up for discussion. Offensively, especially. I'm, I'm always up for discussion. Because if you go back, this has been an issue off and on really since last November, now, albeit with a different cast offensively largely. They have had trouble sustaining drives with and without Zeke in the lineup and scoring points. And they've got, and Jason spoke to this yesterday in the press conference talking about getting answers. But right. He said they've got to find things that they can get to offensively that they know will work. What's the key and little phrase he used? Givens. 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 Yeah. Got to get some givens. And he, he admitted there's not enough of those right now. And I wonder how much of that is they have such a new cast of receivers and tight ends. And these guys have played in the league, but they haven't played in this system. And so how long does it take to get a comfort level with the quarterback and doing that. I think, I think your opponent has a little to do with what you, exactly. and how you play. Especially. Exactly. And, and, I, I, there's yeah. no question. You know, you, you sit there and you say, and I'm now watching the Giants play. Uh, I watched the Giants in Jacksonville a little bit. That was a tough opponent yeah. for them. Jacksonville is a tough team to move the ball on. Mm-hmm. And, you, and they're trying like hell to get the ball to Beckham. They're trying to hand the ball to Barkley. He's got nowhere to go. You know, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the opponents you play. Sometimes you're just, and I mentioned this, sometimes that defensive coordinator sends Shaq Thompson on a blitz from the backside, and you've got a play call that, okay, we've got to bump that all the way out, or the quarterback's got to get us out of that play. You know, sometimes the, the other team, sometimes the other team is just players line up against uh, the guys that it's matchups. Exactly. It Jer- is matchups. Jerry spoke to it on the fan earlier this morning and said, we knew we were going to have problems in the middle with their defensive front set. You think? And and he and they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you have to do is well, really watch the tape and see that it's not going to change this Sunday. They'll have problems with the Giants. We'll inside. see. We'll see. I, they don't have Luke Keekley playing Mike linebacker. Well, I they can sure damn well don't. tell you that. I'm not sure who they had playing yeah. linebacker. Well, let me tell you, I haven't seen him play yet. But they play a three-four three, front. Four, they switched yeah. to a three-four. Kareem now. Martin, Alec Ogletree, B.J. Goodson, and they got Olivier Vernon as their outside linebacker. Ogletree was last Ogletree week. was good with the, the Rams. Game. With yeah. the Rams, yeah, yeah, he was good, yeah. Uh, but it ain't Luke Keekley playing. No, you know you right. better, you know. And, and like I said, they figured out things in the second half of that game. Hey, we've got to get Luke Keekley out of the out of the box. We've got to spread them out. There's your adjustment. Things happen better. They just didn't go to it quick enough. Right. That's where. That's if you want to say, okay, fault, fault. You know, get to it quicker. You know, when you're sitting on the sidelines, going, hey, Keekley is killing us. Somebody stand up and say. You know what? We're not blocking that number fifty nine right now. We need to figure this out. They ran. They ran first down, two yard run by Zeke to start the second half, and it was like, all right. They then they go four wide, yeah. and all of a sudden things loosen up a little bit. And I think they yeah. punted on that drive, yeah. but they got things rolling a little bit offensively. The down and distance for them when they get behind the chains, this is not a very good football team. No. Offensively, they they're, they're not. Yeah. They're not. Especially when they're behind the chains well, and they go three tight ends. Defensively, I, I worry a little bit. I've never seen a team get more defensive penalties getting their defense off the field. You know, it's unfortunate what happened with 
DeMarcus. With DeMarcus. I mean, he's trying like hell to get to the guy, you know. He's trying. But then, you know, you get a defensive holding. The players know that they're going to call that. Yeah, they know that. uh, There's one in last Last night's Last night, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, they don't want these quarterbacks (laughs) laying on the field. It was Aaron Donald. Yeah, it was. Aaron Donald, who's – Aaron Donald's only four eight anyway. How's he going to get up higher than yeah, he's, he's, well, he's good really, one, Bill. That guy at the University of Houston. I don't know his name. Same kind of player though. Right. Get ready, Ed for Oliver. Little, yeah, little, oh, there you go, Ed Oliver. A little yep. draft show coming up there. Ah. Ed Oliver. He might be one of those guys. Yeah, but you know, I, I think let's let's you know, I'm up for discussion and I'm up for learning and I'm up for trying to figure things out. But don't do. I don't want to do with the low hanging fruit anymore. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Let's, Jason, be, let's be better than and that. Jason did get it. I mean, he got asked about Scott Linehan yesterday. And right? you know what he and said? And what's he going to say? He's going to say, no, I really don't have any confidence in him right now. I think I'm going to take back over the play call. <laughs> That's right. You know? For one game. Do you still have confidence in your offense? Mickey, you sound, <laughs> like, you sound like you're working at the Charlotte Observer Golly. talking like that. <laughs> Ask the question. But, it, but is, it a, is it a fair question? I think it's a little early for that. I do too. No, it's yeah, way too early. I do too. This is like this is like baseball. You lose the first game. Exactly. And that's it. That's, that's the right. end of the well, season. So, Only got it, 161 more to go. No, you're dealing with the must-win guy here. <laughs> yeah, you are. I must win. Yeah, I am Mister Must Win. You know, this is one of those deals where you must would, win now. You actually you want to start 0 and 2, uh, brother. Oh, is there some kind of stat that There's tells a, you're not very good if you go 0 and 2? Pretty good stat there. Oh, I wonder that. Until that got that stat got busted in '93. Yeah, yeah. But if you start the season zero and two, you're not going to win the yeah. little bit. There was an asterisk. Little bit, ca- little bit different cast got, of characters. It got busted. There was by the, a guy that was missing. Yeah, that too. It kind of made a difference. And, uh-huh. and maybe the greatest team we've ever seen turned it around. So I, you know, I don't really buy into that one too. But much. that was the <laughs> one. That was the one back then. You know, you didn't. No one wanted to look in why it was zero and two. It was like, well, if you're zero and two, and it's like, okay, yeah. go ahead and hang on that, you anal people. <laughs> He's back. He's back. He's off the meds. Yep. <laughs> I kind of like the subdued Mickey, but now I'm kind of hit mark that one. Yeah. Good. Um, I think uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore, I believe, play Thursday night this week. Sure. You know, if if you lose your opener. I think you probably want to go ahead and play Thursday just because you uh, you don't have to hear about what you did wrong as long. But then can you imagine if, if this team had to play on Thursday and then you got And then you're 0-2 and now you got a week and a half. And Cincinnati and Baltimore both won their first game. And, and they're so division they opponents that. too. So, it's again, it's the common thing. They seem like they got better Thursday night games this year, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll and, see. Uh, but, I mean, you look ahead to Cowboys-Giants and one of these teams is going to be – well, one's going to be 0 and 2 after Sunday, or both could be 0 1 and 1 after Sunday. Get yeah. a tie. Yes, we can tie. Cleveland. Yes. Way to go, Browns. Hey, that was a step yeah. in the right direction. And they came from behind, too. They were down 21 7, came back and tied that thing That's up. Yeah, the but Steelers. they had an opportunity to win it. Didn't yes, they? they did. Yeah. Yes. Was that but... the worst looking field goal? <laughs> was it blocked? It was no, blocked. was it blocked? Yeah. Oh, okay. TJ, TJ Watt got it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. One of those guys. So yeah. I. I so, poll from last night, who stayed up to watch the second game all the way through? I, I was up. I was, But you were working. I worked, and then I got home about 1130, and I kept the TV on as I'm lying in bed. My wife is not at the house because she is with my daughter, who just gave birth to her second oh. son last week. Well, congratulations. congratulations. So for the first time in a long time, I'm able to lay in bed with the TV on. <laughs> 
because she normally goes to bed like by nine thirty. So you guys, <laughs> these are I, idiot, how about this? So far, did we've you learned make it? No, I turned no, it off after no. I'm car. I'm 54 years old. I'm I, not going to stay up that late. I turned it off after Carr threw that pick in the end zone. One of three, I believe, last yeah. night. Not a good night for well, him. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a they, they, there's a guy that they gave a lot of money to right there. That's not exactly lighting things up. You know? So you watched. Good, I made it to halftime. So what do you think of Witten? I heard everybody picking on him. I I, I mean, compare Witten to whoever did the first game. Wait, who's picking on him? Oh, the, I don't even know who did the first. Was game. it Brian Greasy? Yes. Was he involved? Brian, Brian Greasy, Greasy. Oh, was and, the, and the lady. Okay. Uh, yeah. God, what I for, I'm sorry, I forgot Ma, her name. Ma, Moen. Yeah. Beth. Yeah. Beth, Beth Moen. Yes. Yeah. Beth Moen. Yeah. Who was all fired up on that first touchdown pass that Sam Darnold threw? <laughs> I mean, it you mean was, the interception, the pick six? No, no, the okay. first touchdown okay. pass. Well, yeah. that was a touchdown That's too. That's his first NFL <laughs> touchdown pass. Yeah. I'm going okay. So how about Matt Patricia? His first play as a head coach. Is a pick six. He's feeling real good about himself. Yeah. He's a genius. And then what happened? It was I expect him to take that, forty-eight to ten after take that. that pencil out of his ear and bust it in two. <laughs> wow, like jamming in the side of his head. But I did notice Witten got some coaching since the preseason. Uh, he was told to look into the camera, like on his on-camera shots. Mm. During the preseason, he was just looking at Tessitore, and yeah. now he was addressing the they camera. They told him so also was, to uh, unbutton his jacket. I guess so. Did they think he was too tight there? The Maybe. I don't pre-season? know. Normally when you're standing I, look, up, you have your butt. Your I thought he was fine. Button. It's his first <laughs> first regular season NFL game. He wasn't offensive. And I, I heard, you know, everybody's comparing him to Romo. Well, okay, he's not Romo. But is he Brian Greasy? I yeah. mean, he was good as Brian Greasy was. Yeah. So big thing is out of the shoot, you just don't want to make a colossal mistake. Right. And he hasn't you know? done that. Right. And Booger is really good, but Booger's been on TV for a few years. See, but now. the challenge there for Witten is when you've got a sideline guy and his mic's open all the time and he has a personality like Booger has. Okay, Witten is the guy who is your main analyst, and the sideline guy is contributes, whatever, you know. I mean that's the the way it's supposed to work. Is and he is he a sideline guy or is he's an he's an addition? He's a third analyst. But he's, he's up in the lift. I know. Right. It's a new thing they're doing. Which I guess they. But is it really considered a three man booth? I don't. I don't know. Sorta. I mean, they tried. They they did it for uh, the Giants game. They had. Uh, I forgot. Who, I think it was Albert doing the game. With the Barbers. The Barber Twins. Okay. All so right. Tiki and Rondé were doing it. Rondé was in the booth. Tiki was on the field. And you kind of felt like Tiki just got left out because yeah. they didn't engage him enough. Right. And, he, and, but and the, you know the how it works. But here's the problem when you've got – He did that to you on purpose, it, Mickey. Yeah, I know. Bill did. Yeah. And I, I, well, <laughs> I, 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 no, Babe did. I was talking with Daryl Johnston Johnston about it last week, and he's talked with Witten in advance of doing the games and stuff, and you know, because he had the same situation with Siragusa on the sideline. Mm -hmm. The problem for the sideline guy is you have certain dynamics in the booth between the play by play guy and the analyst, whether it's one or two analysts, where in a break, or even you can give hand signals as the game's going on, I got a point to make, et cetera. 
the guy on the sideline doesn't have you can't read his body language or right. anything. He can't he doesn't know where what the play by play is. Oh, you mean like when Brad waves his hand at me like <laughs> that? Right. that? That means something. Right. Okay. Yeah. The, oh. <laughs> he goes <laughs> I'm the, like, oh, the, all right. I'm like, oh, well, the play by play guy and the analyst may have a, a theme that they want to hit in uh-huh. this series. Well, they can't communicate with right. the sideline guy to get that message across. And then <laughs> something happens and the sideline guy he might have a monitor, but it, you have you can be very distracted down there on the sideline because sure. there's so much going on, and he may the sideline guy has to be very trained to to watch his monitor and what the viewer at home is seeing, and not what he's seeing all these hundred other things that are going on, or else you'll start talking about something that is not on, not camera. on camera. Yeah, and, and, the, and the hard part, and, and, and you can derail where. The play-by-play guy and the analyst in the booth wanted to go. And, and, the, and the hard part for when you're on the sideline, you actually see more. Oh, sure. And, and you want to get it in, right. but you don't exactly. get the opportunity because no one in the booth can see you waving your hand. Well, in your situation, you're in, in your situation, you don't have a talkback button on the sideline right. where you can tell the producer that there's a fight on the sideline between whoever, okay, and that way they can get the camera shot. Okay. Now the ESPN, I'm not sure if, if Booger probably has a talkback mechanism on the sideline. I don't know if he does or not. But that's the other thing that ham, hamstrings it from for the sideline uh, reporter. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, chemistry develops as the season goes on on Monday Night Football. All right, we're going to get to your phone calls when Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. 
picking number one in the draft is a good thing, but picking your wedgies is a bad thing. So never pick again. Reach for Tommy John instead, the innovative men's underwear that has a no wedgie guarantee. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. Mickey, you think we should model those things one day? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nuts. (laughs) <laughs> like an undershirt, maybe. An undershirt. Yeah. Yeah. Socks. Yeah. The socks, socks are good. Got, socks are good. Yeah. Boxers. Especially I, when your foot you know, doesn't swell up. Uh, you ever seen fit. that uh, Seinfeld where Kramer's the Calvin Klein model? That's, That's what I imagine it being like. Be awful. George Costanza doing the awful. posing in his <laughs> boxer especially shorts. Especially me. Okay, I would draw the suggestion. You would pay to see it, Kent? I, no, you wouldn't. It would make a great segment. In Get the show. out of here. It <laughs> would. Gosh. It would go viral. There's no doubt uh, about that. Bill's, exactly. think, Bill's thinking about it over there. He's yeah. kind of smiling. I like that spot. No, I like that spot. That was a good one. I like that. That's the best one yet? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no wedgies. By the way, the blackjack spot stuff. Jack, Jack Black. Black. I mean, that's what I meant to say, of course. <laughs> That's my that's the mine that I've been using for years. I didn't even realize the it. The blue the blue stuff. Yeah, the, blue the bl- big blue bottle. It's great. Yeah. It is good. Jack, no, yeah, it is good. It is really good. In fact, I just run out. I've you know you get you, well, you know it's fr- you, your friends to your guy to the right there. He can help you out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He can help right. you out. You know you squeeze on the top oh, of yeah. it and it's the body wash. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> body wash. Somehow between. Uh, I've, ha- I've had to take the top off. I'm down to the to where I'm having to pour it out instead. <laughs> somehow between last Friday <laughs> and today, I can't find my body wash, so I'm going to have to reorder yeah. some. Okay. Yeah. Please do. Hmm. I can hook you up with that. At getjackblack.com, by the yes, way. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I need to go to get Jack Black. Get jackblack.com myself. You now. are once a professional in this <laughs> line of work. I don't know what's happened to you since. You've gone downhill working with this crew. That's right. Uh, what do you know about Xavier Suafilo? You know, I need to sit down and take a look at him. Kind of liked him coming out of UCLA. Big, you know, heavy duty guy. He was thick. Uh, his body type, when you, you know, talk about, we've talked about maybe not as, uh, as a big of a guy as, say, what we had with. Marcus Martin, that kind of, but he's a big square guy. And uh, I remember in college at UCLA, uh, there was a lot of power in the way he played. He was a guy who was a finisher, but I haven't seen him play. I know he was at Tennessee for a while. I have to sit down and Houston. Yeah, Houston started start, a bunch of games. Yeah, started right? a ton of games, but, but he was a second round pick. Uh-huh. And I had him right there uh, around, thought he was probably going to be a little bit player. Didn't expect him to be a guy that's kind of bounced around now to a third team. But I kind I do, of felt the same way. About I do remember. I do remember a big athletic man, and I'm going to see if that's still the case with him. I mean, there might be something wrong with him, you know, technique wise that, that that we're not seeing in college or in the pros that we saw in college. So let's find out. Well, I'll do that for you. All right, let's go to Elvis in Midland. First up on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Elvis. How are we doing? Uh, overall, very impressed by the defense. I think Chris Richard is a. Uh, uh, shining uh, bright light to this team. Sure. Um, the offense very disappointed. I In what way? Just to continue with uh, execution from okay. Dak. That'll seems work. Like to me, that'll work. It seems like to me they want him to be a pocket passer, and he's not. Okay. It seems like in the first half he was pulling himself back when he had obvious running lanes. Which time? Uh, well, I, I can't give you the exact uh, play count, but there were several no. times I thought he could run when uh, when he's. Are you talking about the through. one? Are you talking about the one he missed uh, downfield to Blake Jarwin? Yes, sir. That's one of them. He had Luke Keekley uh, standing about seven yards from him on that run. 
And the way Luke Keekley was tackling, I wouldn't have chanced that myself. But you're, well, you're, and, you're going ahead. And it's, it seemed like in the second half they kind of let him loose a little bit and let him run more. There you go. But, um, I, back to the continuation, I, I think we got a bigger problem on our hands from the points that they scored last year, with the exception of the Washington and New York Giants game. They scored 9, 6, 10, 20, 12, and 6 points. Okay. Where are you pointing um, that? I, I, say, say again, please. Where are you pointing that? Towards the offensive scheme. Okay. And the, the, I, I think they're asking too much of Dak. I think they okay. need to scale it back a little bit. Um, that's just not the quarterback that he is with with what they're asking him to be, and it's obvious. Okay. Point. So ask, why do you, yeah. why do you think why do you think that happened those last eight games and not the first eight games? But because they can't overcome injuries, and it, it's it's just it just kills Dak. It kills everything. So like when you can't protect injury, your quarterback, the quarterback doesn't perform well. That's what happened. Yeah, he wasn't protected and he didn't perform well. But why can't this? team overcome one single injury well okay i'm gonna i want to focus on something else if i could and you we talk about the you talk about the the quarterback scaling it back the argument that everybody has here is it's already a it's already a it's too scaled it's too scaled back as it is so now people are saying no there's not enough there's not enough creativity here there's not enough you know flair to the offense but my friend, you just asked me to scale this thing back to try and help Dak. Are we going the wrong way there then? No, I think I think it's too much for what he's capable of. He's not an accurate quarterback. Okay. He's just simply not. Needs, so how do you figure to, uh, how do you figure he completed over like 67% of his passes his rookie year? Yeah, the, but because it was simple, it was Dink and Dunk Dak style. Let him run a lot, and he's well. He no, I said I said his accuracy. Sure. I didn't say about running. I said his accuracy was yeah. over sixty-seven percent. He had one of the highest quarterback ratings of any rookie in the history of the NFL. That means yeah, you're completing think, passes. And you know what? You can make the numbers look any way you want. I think his numbers were comparable to Cam Newton's Sunday. They yeah. were just a point or two under. Yeah, Newton, the well, they won. Failed. Yeah, they yeah. won. They won. Yeah. And and Dax, the the eye, he fails the eye test. He just it simply does. And and but it's Cam did too much. Did Cam fail the eye test? Absolutely not. Look how he ran, and look how dominant it was. Yeah. Okay. That's and the Dak running part of it. Too. That's the running part of they it. They didn't get much going in the passing game either. How many points did they score? Sixteen, right? Uh, yeah, eighteen because our defense was dominant. It was it was dominant. Well, maybe Carolina's, Carolina's defense, defense was dominant. dominant. Yeah, Cam's yeah. been in the league and, way longer too. Yeah, more experience. Yeah. Okay. Well, let the, let the guy run. He's not. He, he can't pass it very good. He's not accurate. Okay. Utilize what he has. Strength okay. and size, just like Cam. Cam's a terrible passer, also. Okay. But he runs. That should have been. This should have been your argument right off the bat, sir. This should have been your argument right off the bat. If you, you know, there you go. That's that. Now we got to it. The reason why he, he thinks the offense would be better if Dak Prescott ran the football. He ran Mississippi State's offense. If he ran, well, if he, if you have some of those, those read option runs mm-hmm. that they had the other day, 
They had some. And they have it They have it built in. I, yeah. You know what? I don't disagree with him on that. How yeah. many times did they score 30 points the first eight games of the season last year? How many did they do? Mickey, I know you had that number off the top of your head. Well, I know two because they lost both of them. Kansas City game was the best game I ever saw them play. I, I want to say they were three, yeah. really, really good. at least three, maybe four. Right. I'm not field. trying to make fun of the guy. I'm, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm just I'm, saying I'm, we're all trying difference? to just get to the bottom of the thing. If you want to tell me that they need to get Cam uh, at Cam, if they want to get Dak Prescott on the move more, running the ball, read option stuff, and all that, I'll, I'll go with you because it did. It, it affected the way the game was played the other day for Carolina. What you got, Bill? All right, they scored 19 in the opener, a 19 to three win against the Giants. Got blown out by Denver, 42 to 17. Beat Arizona 28 to 17. 28 counts almost 30. <laughs> Rams 35-30 loss. Okay. Green Bay 35-31 loss. At San Francisco 40 to 10. That's a win. At Washington 33 to 19. Another win. Kansas City 28-17. That's the last time we've seen this offense look the way it needs to look. Yeah. So right. six, second half of the year. Six of eight games were 28 points or more. Second half of the year, they had back-to-back 30-point games without Zeke against Washington and at the Giants, 38-14 and 30-10. to Yeah. So, Which I don't hear anybody talking about that. So No. no. <laughs> He's not accurate. I think there's, I, you know what, to me, there's a time where 19 of 29 with Dak Prescott was winning football games. That yeah. was with Romo, it was like that, too. Yeah. If, I mean, if, 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 if he, he was 20 to, out of 30, yeah, if, usually that was a win. If, you if, had, he was, if he had to throw the ball, Dak had to throw the ball more than 30 times a game, they were going to lose. That's the, the winning formula, basically, 20 out of 30, but well, the yardage is up. I think but the, the, but the dude was running for 130 that's, yards. And that's the yeah. difference is Zeke gets 15 carries in this game. Zeke needs 25 carries for 120-something yards plus – and then you got some balance back. They didn't have it. And a lot of it was self-inflicted. Yeah. And second and 20, second yeah. and 17, second and 17, third and 11. Yeah. You're not running the football. That's what you need. That's right. that's yeah. why they drafted Connor Williams, because they need they need to get that running game back rolling as the foundation, and they need to protect Dak. And he didn't get protected well enough at times either in this game. No. But as Brian has said, he had missed some throws. And I don't know. I think he had some it, shots. Does he start pressing a little bit when they're behind the chains, and maybe he's not getting protected as well? And he, I don't know. He just misses something, or he forces something. He doesn't need. He doesn't need Lyle Collins holding on the final drive, trying to go get points. Yeah, and he, he didn't, didn't throw that. four interceptions. Yeah, Highland Park. Yeah. <laughs> what? People don't know Highland Park, Mickey. You need to explain. Matthew that. Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't watch the game. You know, and, and what happens is when you're when you're struggling, like every quarterback misses passes. They don't hit them all, but when you're struggling and you miss one, then it's magnified. It's like, oh, the, the look pass, at that. the pass, the the maybe the worst pass he threw in the game the other day was the one that that they didn't hit with Gallup coming across the field, because that could have been a that could have been a backbreaker for yep. Carolina, and it could have been the one thing that kind of got Dallas. You know, going again. I mean, because that play is going to hit big. And you know what? That's going to be one of your givens. Yeah. 
that uh, drag. We saw that training camp he's, with 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 Gallup coming across the field. You're gonna that's gonna be a given. Yeah. He's the guy that you watch and say. I mean, Beasley is really good. He's he's the best route runner they got. They got so, him open. He's very quick and they explosive. Got him open. Yeah. Gallup's got big playability. He really he really does. You watch it in practice. He might be as smooth a route runner as they have. He's just young. What happened to Tavon Austin in this game? He didn't play much in the second half. Didn't look like. Yeah. That's why I'm. I asked about the receiver rotation because I don't. I don't think they've figured it out yet. I don't think they have either. Because I can't no. imagine he's going to get if that few snaps. Going if they're going right? to, if they're going to go that route, they might as well just make him inactive every week. If they're not going to use him, I didn't expect that. I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't yeah. either. Not the way that you know. I'd kind of hear heard some of the things that were going on in practice. You know, Williams started the game and they went with Thompson really down the stretch. Austin got ten snaps. Terrence Williams nineteen. Yeah. Gallup twenty nine. Thompson thirty and Hearns, and this is surprising to me, thirty eight snaps. Yeah. I Hearns. Think, yeah. Yeah. Well, Beasley had forty three. Need to figure it out. You're right, Rob. You asked the question yesterday. That's a lot of snaps for well, and just not yeah. having your name called. Yeah. Let me tell you this, though. It might come down to this team having to play a lot of 11 personnel. And yeah. we, might, we might see them just say, you know what? We're not going to put – who's your best athletic tight end? And just put, make him part of the package as far as downfield players. Right. And, then, and, just, and just go with – just try and spread people out and, until, and make people defend the field with these guys. And if try these to guys clog it for yes, Zeke a little if bit. If these yes. guys can make plays catching the football, it might not all be for touchdowns, but you make seven, eight yard catches, nine, ten, whatever, fifteen yards. You know, make people have to respect that on the outside, and then now start running that ball up inside when Luke Keekley's not standing there. You know, that, well, that's that's a that's a plan. One of the uh, what I thought was one of the humorous portions of yesterday's press conference was when Garrett was asked about the conservative offense. That's yes. Mike Fisher. Yes, it was, and uh, about uh, two tight ends and fullback, whatever. I mean, it, it's just funny to me where and, and what Garrett is talking about in his answer is they try to use different uh, personnel groups. personnel groups. Uh, to and, and why you do that is then the defense has to match those personnel groups, right. and that is being creative with your offense in the in the minds of the coaches and stuff. It's just it, he, it was such a, it was so elementary on one level that well two tight ends and a fullback, um, and I'm thinking it's there it's so much more complicated than that. But he, but, but you can't answer when there's a give and take there like that. You can't. Explain. You don't he have enough gave time a to great explain. explanation in the walk-off on why they motioned down a wide receiver and put him on the end of the line to block. He goes, everybody goes, well, you know, you're, you're, what you're doing, though, is you're bringing an extra guy in the box. The way he explained it was if you leave that linebacker to stand there all day long, he will kill you in the running game. If you at least get a hat on him and you, and you find a way to control that edge a little bit with a block, you now have a corner standing there having to make to play to play run support. Mm-hmm. That's a good explanation because if you, you know, who would you rather have at the point of attack if you're a defensive coordinator, a corner that doesn't tackle all the time or a linebacker that does tackle all the time? Yeah, what are you going to take your chances on the corner sticking his yeah. head in there against Zeke so, one on you know, one? It's, right. it's a fair question. Like, why do you motion in a guy to bring in an extra? Well, you're bringing in a guy that's not used to playing run support. So if you do get Ezekiel at one on one and he's the and he has to make that first guy miss, now that thing's out the gate. 
that, that kind of that. stuff makes sense to me. That makes sense. So, you know, it, there's things that, you know, maybe we need you're to just not very creative. Me? <laughs> maybe I'm not. But you know what? I'm trying to figure out ways, though. I'm, I'm trying to figure out ways to use the personnel they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's going to play, if he's going to play 21 personnel with the fullback, you know, okay, well then, Ola Wally, make sure you're better. Make sure, give me a reason to put you out there if you're digging guys out or making, helping in pass protection or doing those things. You know, be better at that. Let's go to Tony in California next up on Talking Cowboys. Tony. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Great. Be careful. How are things yeah. on the dock? <laughs> I, I am on a dock. Actually, I am I'm working right now in the shipyard. There you go. That's good. All right. Sure hey. sounds like it. Talking Cowboys. Happy day, sir. Happy day. Man. What do you got? Right. Hey, guys, man. Mickey's the only one that seems to be thinking logically. Everybody else seems like the sky is falling. I mean, everybody's talking about the offense, the problems and all that. I mean, we had penalties where it put us back. Yeah. You know, first and 15, first and 20. Sure. That totally changes your offense, which makes you more predictable, which makes, you know, a lot of stuff go wrong offensively. Uh, I just think everybody just needs to calm down. Uh, we all know the offense really uh, – couldn't get getting that much rhythm as they usually could. They've been and, they've been uh, poor lately, though. They've been poor. They've been poor. I'm sorry? The offense has been poor here lately, though. Well, I mean, we know we we know why in the past it's been because of Zeke being out, you know, because of uh, offensive injuries. And this time, uh, we haven't really picked. You know, offense always takes a little longer to to, to catch on. Gotcha. And the defense does. Gotcha. So. I mean, with them not having that much time in the preseason because of injuries and all these things like that, just give everybody some time, relax, and just, you know, uh, give, give them time to, to, to gel and, and get together. I'm not as worried as a lot of people are. Um, I just think everybody needs to just calm down and just kind of think logically of what, what's really going on. That, hey, that, that pallet didn't fall on you, did it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, make sure you call back anytime, okay? All right, guys. All right. I love our From that same location, too. We love the sound effects. I love it. You think the tunas were coming in or what? (laughs) Like a piano or something. I I think he was on the the third kind. (laughs) I thought he was on the uh, the, the deadliest catch there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Is that the Cornelia Marie right (laughs) there? He was calling from the the North Sea or something. (laughs) Sick. That just tells you how big a reach talking Cowboys has, okay? No, that was, you know, but that's, you know, his. I. He's 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 right. You know, you don't want to be worried after one game, but there are things you have to figure out. There's no doubt about there, that. There's things you have to figure out. Now, if you get in this game and all of a sudden you start seeing, I guarantee you he'll call us next week from that same spot on the dock and say, whoa, wait a minute, guys. I tried to kind of think this one through, and it's really, you know. and But just you need to get – you need to try and find answers. You need to try and work through, okay, what did you see that was bad? What was good? What can you build on from there? And then how do you correct? I promise you this offense will look better if they don't have holding calls and motion calls and delay of game. I promise you it will be a better offense. They totally got themselves right in the foot in the first few drives with a lot of that. 
and they just they can't. But you're right. They, they can't, can't play behind they, the chains. They this can't, offense right. can't play behind this chain. They can't have another half like that with the opponents they've got coming up. No, they just can't do no. it. They're going to lose every game if they end up playing a half like that and and start playing behind the chains, behind the scoreboard. They're in big trouble. They, yeah. yeah, they've got to find answers. Absolutely, Mickey. Uh, do you have a the, the most positive thing that came out of Sunday's game before you have to depart in our last segment here. Most positive thing. <clears throat> or second most positive. It doesn't have to be the I thought, most positive. No, I, I thought there was this this huge concern on the secondary. And and you, you, you got to have Hurl Thomas back there. And I think that might have been the least of their concerns. I still believe that, Mickey, that but, but okay, I'm with you. Go ahead. Um, you no, know, you still think they need him. Oh, yeah, I still Yeah, I, okay, I, I, that's I'm, fine, I'm, but yeah. I think you can function. They didn't substitute any safeties him. in that game. It, Jeff Heath, Heath and, and Frazier. The whole game. That was like a 1969 Major League Baseball game with Tom Seaver versus – Complete game. Yeah, Tom Seaver versus Bob Gibson. They went the whole way in that one. <laughs> but if you want uh, uh, the other positive that a lot of people were asking in the offseason, is Demarcus Lawrence for real? Sure. He's for real. Okay, seven tackles, sack, forced fumble, recovered fumble, three tackles for a loss. Yeah. That's pretty darn good and performance. The, and the thing that's encouraging to me about the defense is if Sean Lee's missed tackles are the worst thing we're going to harp on. Amen. That mm. is a good sign because Amen. it's a it's young secondary you know, balling. You got defensive tackles, linemen Jalen stepping up. Jalen Smith and Sean Lee did not play very well in this tilt. You know, I think I remember one other year where Sean Lee, like his first game out of the shoot, or maybe it was his first game after coming back from an injury where he had a, a half like that you know, where he was missing tackles. You know, Brian worried about the Denver game offensively like as a comparison last year for the offense sean struggled I, sean missed game? some tackles in the denver game last okay. year and you know that didn't happen the next week right you know yeah right it, and especially with sure the that. giants coming in here he always he loves yeah. to, he loves to see those blue jerseys that's right yeah. he loves the blue jerseys and the green jerseys d law right. yeah and by the way d law yeah. last night was at main event frisco giving out bicycles and backpacks to a bunch of kids from the boys and girls club of collin county is there anybody better post game afterwards when he's dropping f-bombs no he's great matter. i mean he's like doesn't matter the he's, numbers don't matter we didn't win and that's the best quote on the team know, that's where i think you know the I think you're going to see. He's grown into that. The best thing is the confidence that the defense. Mickey mentioned the, the secondary guys. They mentioned those guys. We talked about that they weren't going to be worried so much about the speed, but they'll worry about playing the ball in the air. I think they did a great job of handling that. You know, with uh, Byron Jones right out of the blocks at the right corner spot, the safeties we talked about went the whole way. Sean Lee and Jalen Smith weren't at their absolute best, but you had a defense. You had guys. If you were, if you go back and look at Malik Collins' sack, there was the only starter that was on the field was, I believe, was Woods from that, you know, from that, from that, uh, from that rush. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting pressure with your backup guys and getting sacks, that's a positive thing to say. That is a positive thing to say and a positive thing uh, to see. Uh, going forward. They All even right. had four pass breakups. Yeah. Usually they never get their hands on the ball. Never. You know how many Carolina had? No. Zero. Zero. Yeah. But maybe that's because, that's because the, the, that's the passes the pass. were so far. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, that was too easy. <laughs> All right, Mickey. All right. You have I'll, to take I, off. I need to take off. All yeah. right. I'll and be back tomorrow. Okay. Very good. Thanks for the warning. And uh, we've got I'll set more myself up talking here. Cowboys coming up in just a moment. 
Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker. Four Jack Black faves plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping. You can get this at getjackblack.com. Use code COWBOYS. It's to- my shampoo and body wash and shaving cream. We gotta work, we'll work with you on that, Bill. That's something tonight, though. Don't yeah, have something going on tonight. This is our second edition of a new podcast that we have right here in the Star District. It's called the Happy Hour, six to seven p.m. Central. We'll carry it live right on the website. You're on it tonight, right? I'm I on it. I was on last week. I was on the inaugural adventure of that. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, just you know, kick back, enjoy a little happy hour, and uh, and talk Cowboys. I think it'll be me, Lindsey Draper, hosting uh, Derek and and Amber. I believe yeah. will be on tonight. So good crew, right. good crew. We'll have a little fun tonight. Come so, on. and where is that? If someone is in the area and wants to attend, Concrete Cowboy, Concrete right across Cowboy. the street. Yeah. We get over there early, like five thirty to six. Get there early, a little pre-show. So, you want to come on by and take a swing at me or something like that? You didn't like what I said. I'll <laughs> or be there. If you want to get Rob's autograph? I'll be there for that you. too. I'm always willing to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I turn them away. By the end of the season, there'll be an autograph table set up for you, Rob. Yes. Yes, there be like Mickey does at camp, just go up and down the fence. You know? Yeah, there just, you go. Yeah, yeah. Make sure everybody gets <laughs> everybody gets a handshake. All right. It'll be fun. Check it out. Um, 24-hour rule in the NFL. Bye. But, but yeah, and, and so yeah. yesterday, 24 hours was up. I'm on How difficult is it, you think, for players to get past? Obviously, the fans, it sits with them all week. Is, yeah. does it, how difficult is it for players to get past an egg in the first week? This sounds going to sound terrible. 
have you how many times have you guys gotten on airplanes coming home and you felt like that the players have already gotten past it? Hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, you get on an airplane, I plop down in 18A, and yeah. you know, I got my tie on the other side of my shirt, and I'm all like pissed off, and and I kind of feel like you know that why why am I feeling like I need I'm dying right now, and I mean that yeah. in a football sense. No, yeah. I'm not dying, yeah. right. but I mean there's you know I'm, I'm sitting there in that seat and I'm. And I, I always felt bad walking past the coaches and Will McClay and those guys. You know, up the, you get in the front of the plane. And, and, and everybody works so hard, and it doesn't always work out for you. But it seems to be that the coaches and the front office guys hold on to it a little bit longer than what the players do. And I'm not saying the well, players don't care because you saw what Demarcus Lord. I mean, you 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 know after. But then you get on the plane and you're kind of like, well, they're on to the next one. Maybe I should be I've on to the next one. I've always felt that. Yeah. In other sports, too. That's why I didn't like traveling with the team. I'm with you, Bill. I think by today, they're back in here. They're moving on. Yeah. Uh, and I hear what you're saying, Brian, because I've been on those planes. But I, the plane ride Sunday night home was pretty quiet. There you, you know? go. Like a couple rows back from us is when the players, you know, that's where the players start sectioning. sectioning yeah. And I didn't hear anybody. Really, that yeah. was a, that was a quiet plane ride, and it wasn't like it was midnight, you know, or after sure. middle of the night. So, I don't think it sat well with anybody. Yeah, that that, that you know, I I just to me it it, it bothered me. It, it bothered me. I don't have my vested interest in this team is to watch and report and trying to be fair about it, you know. But there's a side of me that wants to see them have success because it means when we have it's an easier team to cover when you have success, right? Nobody wants Brian Broaddus criticizing the fact that they didn't see the field very well. Nobody wants to hear Brian Broaddus in the locker room say, well, man, if he would have just thrown it to this guy, or this guy would have just made this block, or this coach would have done this, made this adjustment. Nobody wants to hear that. That's something we don't want to sit there and talk about. It's a lot, it was a lot easier two years ago when they reel off 11 straight wins and everything is, woohoo, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's, or, it, it's an easy thing. more it's, listeners yeah. to talking Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. People, yeah. yeah. You know, people don't want to hear a lot of negativity. Yeah. And, and I, it's not my job. It's my job to report on the team to be fair about it, you know, good or bad. But it's a, you know, you want this team. We all have a vested interest in this team. You're, you know, your station. You have a vested interest. You guys are the official station. See, of the I, I sometimes, like on our Sunday night show, I sometimes wonder after a loss. People want many, to know. But, but I sometimes wonder if some fans, they don't want to even see it again. If they're so frustrated with the loss, they don't want to see it. How do your Twitter game. mentions work during a game? You get, you guys get, you guys, is it, out of, yeah. is it insane? I just, it, I've muted a lot of people, folks. I'm sorry if you're listening and I haven't responded to you. You probably said something. I'm like, you know, I don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not going to block you here. I mean, you know, right. I'm just not going to interact with you much. Right. Right. But, you know, hey, I'm frustrated like they are. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, that San, uh, San Diego, the Chargers game last year. If you watch me and Nate on that post game show, I, I mean, I went off. And but that's that's you know I understand what fans are dealing with, but how to get over it, I it, it killed me because I again I look at this as I hang on to the must win and I'm thinking I've only got 16 of these and I just pissed one away. Well, and the other thing, it's kind of like the game of golf, though. All right, you you're frustrated that last hole, yeah, okay, but you got to get past that and right. not let that hole affect hole Absolutely. number two. Absolutely, and that's where they are right now. Yeah. 
And like I saw Tyrone Crawford and Demarcus Lawrence out at main event at Demarcus's deal last night. And usually by Monday night, players are, yeah. you know. But when it's a mature player, he understands the quote-unquote process and moving on to the next one. And just like you can't let the success of week one affect what you do in week two. Yeah, they're feeling real good right now in Tampa. That's right. And, and yeah, let's see big, what I don't yeah, know who Tampa's yeah. playing week, this week. Week two comes around and they get they get slapped. Yeah, all of a sudden, all that feel good of is there a quarterback controversy in Tampa now? Yeah, you know that, okay, you know yeah. no. I mean, if you're the front, you're Jason like the front office, Jason Light, the, the the GM there. He's going okay. Well, I'm glad we have Ryan Fitzpatrick, but my God, we drafted this other kid. Now I know he's suspended for a couple of games. Yeah. But, but is there going to be a controversy? Are they going to are they going to keep going with Ryan Fitzpatrick if they're two and zero? I think if you're Jason Garrett, you it, it sets up well for your message this week that they came out in the second half and had success and and did some things well that you can build on. If it was bad all the way through, yeah, there's a lot of teachable moments, but there's nothing you can really point to and say we can build on this. He's got that. He's got he can look at it and show him the tape and say this stunk first half, second half. This is what we got to do. We do this, we clean this up, we're okay. And I think that's what he's going to harp on this week. See, this is where, and those players, as Rob knows, they get on the plane. Bill, you know, you're on the plane. They get those pads. They got their, their, their pads, and they sit down and they watch the game on the plane mm-hmm. on the way home. And that's maybe why you got a little bit of a quiet time there, that they're sitting down. And, they're, and I guarantee you Dak Prescott watched that game and went, damn it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then again, he's like, damn it. You know, and he goes, gosh, I should, why didn't I? Oh, you know, and he, he, you figure that out. You know, there's things that, that he's going to look at that, and there's a lot of players. Lyle Collins is going to look at that holding call at the end and go, God, what was I thinking? You know, I, okay, don't get the quarterback killed, but, man, my technique was just bad. Why at that one time did my technique fall apart? So, yeah, those are the things. But there's also something I guarantee you Sean Lee's the same way. Sean Lee's looking at those missed tackles like, that ain't happening again. Right. I am not going to be like that. Right. No way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys. We will uh, turn our attention towards the New York Giants tomorrow. We'll have them watched for you. Trust me. All right. Very good. And happy hour tonight. Six o'clock? Six o'clock, Concrete, Concrete Cowboy. Cowboy. Yep. All right. Enjoy your day. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?